This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live from the Toad Hop Network Studios in Hollywood. This, this is the ToadHopNetwork.com. It's a groovy way of relaxing. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. Hey, and welcome to a brand new Geekscape. We've got a pretty big show coming up for you guys, so you're going to want to buckle up for the next hour. Uh, we're going to be talking to Ken Christensen, who's on his way up the stairs right now to join us in the Toad Hop studio. Uh, he's going to be talking about his new sold-out book. It's going to a second printing. It's out from Image Comics. It's called Todd, the Ugliest Kid on Earth. It's not based on Johnny Ice. No, it's not. <laughs> Let me just adjust the, the camera there. Uh, we're also going to be talking to a couple filmmakers from Austin. Uh, on Monday, they sent me, uh, a publicist at Draft House Film sent me this uh, link to an Indiegogo that is going on for a film that got into South by Southwest, and now they need a little bit of money to do some coloring and some sound design. And uh, the filmmakers, Andrew, Matthew, and Katie Graham, are going to be calling up. The film is called Zero Charisma. And the second I saw the trailer, I was like, this is perfect for Geekscape because it is all about uh, tabletop role-playing games. It's about D&D. And uh, I saw the trailer. The second I saw the trailer, I was like, man, this is perfect for Geekscape. Um, everybody, my guest is here. Ken Christensen has entered the studio. Let's go to a, let's go to a two-camera setup for those of us live streaming. Hey, Ken, let me set you up uh, over here in this microphone. All right. Watch the cables. Watch the cable, brother. I brought donuts. You all right? You brought donuts. What would you bring? <laughs> all right. Ken Christensen's here. We're going to be talking about his uh, Todd, the Ugliest Kid on Earth. Um, going to a second printing of issue number one. I don't know what you're doing. What are you doing? You setting up my mic? I'm giving you feedback. Okay, feedback. Got it. Got it. Got it. All right. Have a seat, Ken. Have a seat. Have a seat. Come in here and disrupt the whole thing. Look, look, look at the webcam. You put the box right in front of the webcam. <laughs> what are you doing? He did bring goodies, so that's a good thing. You got your headphones? I brought you some water. Yeah? Good to go. Um, Ken Christensen, everybody. So he put this book out called Todd, the Ugliest Kid on Earth, and he put it out through Image Comics, and the thing sold out immediately. And now it is going to a second printing. The second issue of Todd, the Ugliest Kid on Earth comes out next week, the 
thirteenth. The thirteenth from Neighbors Comics. Good. So Comic Book Day Wednesday, That's you're gonna right. want to get the second issue because that one's probably gonna sell out too. And what's the point of selling it on eBay if it's not the first printing? Yeah, right. You gotta have the first printing. So Ken, you called up three weeks ago, or two weeks, two three weeks ago here on the on the show. Yep. The day, the week that the issue came out, uh-huh. had it sold out by that point, or is that something new? It sold out the first day. Actually, I was at a. Uh, I was at a signing in Manhattan Beach at the Comic Bug. I love Mike Wellman's Comic Bug. Mike Wellman's Comic Bug. Hi, Mike. Uh, and June, it was uh, Mike's partner in that store, came over to me during the signing. He said, you know, you're sold out, right? And I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> he goes, yeah, and he brought me over to his computer where they had the diamond uh, inventory. Yeah. And it showed zero. So Done. That first day. Sold uh, out at the distributor level. Exactly. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah, that's it, huge. It was uh, especially for a book, I think, where didn't it didn't have a lot of ad support. Right. You know, it wasn't like you saw, you know, a million ads in every image book uh, for Todd. There were like three. Right. So um, yeah, it didn't have any ad support, but somehow it had uh, a lot of advanced buzz, which we're very grateful for. What's cool about this is uh, you, there's four issues in the first mini series, right? Right. Four four issues. Uh, a, an issue for every year it took Ken to get this damn thing right. published. I right. saw him at Comic-Con four years ago, yeah, that's right. and he's like, I'm putting out a comic. I was like, fantastic. We'll promote it on Geekscape. We're now grayer, less hair. Well, and then every year <laughs> since then, I saw you. Hey, what about the book? What's going it's on with coming, the book, Ken? It's coming. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, what happened in the interim of that, you know, we, we, uh, we pitched it to Image. They said, let's do it. We're ready whenever you guys are ready. And it, that same Comic-Con, uh, I think, was the was when Vertigo asked M.K. Perker, the artist, would you like to do uh, Cairo? Yeah. We have this script for this, for this book. Cairo, would you like to do that? He said, hell yeah, let's do that. So that sidetracked him. And that, on the success of Cairo, he uh, co-created Air, mm-hmm. which, uh, you know, ran for... 30 issues. Just a Warren Ellis book. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, G. Willow Wilson yeah. is the is who, the uh, is that who it on is? air. Yep. Oh. And, uh, what was the Warren Ellis book I'm thinking of? I'm dumb. Anyway, you know, so he had this monthly responsibility, a monthly book for 30 issues plus. 30 issues? 150-page graphic novel. And yeah. you're hating that book. You're hating that book. Well, you know, my mother hated that book. My mother was you like. Want, you want your book to come out. What about that you know, artist who's supposed to be doing Todd. And I said, he's busy. He's yeah. doing like one page of Todd, you know, a month. Uh, anyway, after Air uh, was canceled. I th- don't, now, did, were you just I like, was not responsible for that. Don't lie. I did not push G. Willow Wilson, you know, down the stairs. Everybody okay. thinks I did, but I did not. But uh, anyway, uh, after Air was canceled, MK, you know, started cracking on it. And... Uh, we got enough pages, you know, where we felt comfortable. Because we had, uh, I think before he got air, he'd drawn maybe 40 mm-hmm. pages. And uh, But you need a lead up because it takes yeah. these artists yeah, yeah, forever. Yeah, and, and so and Image wanted to be comfortable that we had enough pages to say, yes, we're going to make our deadlines. And, uh, of course, by the time we did get around to... Uh, saying, yes, we can commit to January 13th, 2013, as our first issue debut. Uh, like a lot of artists, MK hated the 40 pages that he 
had drawn. Oh, he did that thing. Well, writers do that too. When you open up a oh, document, oh, absolutely. You, all, you, yeah, all creative people hate their work. You know, six months later or whatever. But it had been, and some of those pages, it had been years since mm-hmm. he drew them. He hated them. So he uh, he said, "I want to redraw the whole book." That's issue one, and well into issue two, and yeah. you're sitting there pulling your hair out. Yeah, I uh, I told him, "Man, you can't do that. That's right. You know, we're never going to get this book out." Uh, so we compromised. He re-inked and recolored the whole book. Okay. So um, anyway, I and and two, I think the book's benefit. I mean, I think the color palette that he had on. Let me see that thing on the first it, incarnation. And here's the cover to to, to the book. Different. Look at that. You see that? Yeah, that's issue one. That's and issue uh, one. The second one, he actually finds himself in jail. The end of I mean, I'm not going to spoil the whole thing for you, but you got to get issue one because it's going to get it's going to get reprinted. Issue two. What I like about issue two is, check this out, guys. You you film fans, Danny Trejo wrote an intro to issue two. You know Danny Trejo. How did you guys get Danny Trejo to write the intro to Danny, issue two? Well, so there's a character in uh, in issue two, mm-hmm. Todd's only friend, Eddie. Once now that he's in jail. Yeah, and yeah, Todd goes to jail, and like all new people in jail, I mean, you need a friend. If you don't have a friend, you're in big trouble. Right, um, Johnny knows that. Johnny knows that. Yeah, you, and you know that firsthand experience. I do. So, I Todd. I was a booty bandit, sadly enough. Todd. I, I was used as currency. <laughs> well, I'm just going to give you, I mean, the book doesn't come out till next week, but I just got these advanced copies yesterday, yeah. so I'm going to... Uh, let me see that. Todd thing. gets in the in the, okay. in the prison shower. Okay. Hold that up to the camera. Let's see Can you this. See that? All right. Todd and Todd with all the naked prisoners in the prison shower, uh-huh. trying to make friends. Yeah. You know, when you're in prison shower, that's the right time to make friends. <laughs> Hi. Uh, how's it going, everybody? Hey. Right. Hey. Hey. And he's singing. Let me pick this up for you. And uh, check it out. So yeah. Anyway, so the character that he makes friends with is based on Eddie Bunker. Eddie Bunker. Uh, you may know is the uh, is Mr. Blue in Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. He also, more famously, was a screenwriter and a novelist. He wrote No Beast So Fierce, uh, and he wrote Straight Time, the Dustin Hoffman movie, uh, based on a lot of his experiences. And Eddie, uh, in his younger years, when he was in Folsom Prison, had uh, a protege or was the mentor to uh, a younger guy in prison. Um, and that younger guy was Danny Trejo. So, really? Yeah, when Danny Trejo was in was in Folsom, Eddie was his mentor. So, MK and I are big fans of Eddie Bunker, big crime fans. You know, we 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 think of this book as a crime book. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, when we were deciding, you know, what happens to Todd when he goes to prison, we said, well, wouldn't it be great if Eddie Bunker were his mentor, just like Eddie Bunker was Danny Trejo's mentor? Not thinking about Danny Trejo at all. Right. But then at that Comic-Con four years ago, <laughs> um, we were at a party at the Circle of Confusion party. We saw sitting, standing in the corner was Danny Trejo. And we were like, we've got to talk to him. We've got to tell him what our plans yeah. are for Eddie Bunker. So we went over, you know, pretty intimidating guy. And we, uh, you know, struck up a conversation with him and told him about Todd, the ugliest kid on earth, being you know, mentored by, by Eddie Bunker in, in jail. And Danny thought it was hilarious. And he was like, when you're done with the book... I'll write uh, you an intro. I'll read it, and if I like it, I'll write you an intro. If, if I, I like, like it, it. If I like yeah, it. I mean, come on. If you piss me off, you're going to get something else entirely. Yeah, but if I like it, exactly you'll get Exactly right. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, so around Christmas time, Dan- so Danny, everyone thinks of Danny as like the big badass machete and mm-hmm. um, you know, a million other characters like that. But uh, he's, sweet, he's a sweetheart. Yeah. Um, and around Christmas time, uh, I showed him the book. He was, uh, that week, he'd been handing out 
uh, toys to kids on the street. Yeah. You know, he was going around to uh, rough neighborhoods and like just opening the back of his car and handing out toys to kids on the street. So he's he's like, no, he's, he's legit. He does a ton of charity stuff. Yeah. You know, I saw him once at a at a dog. Like uh, like they they were raising money for shelters here in uh-huh, L.A. and he uh-huh. was he was totally involved. He's all about that whole thing. He's um, really into karma, and I think he responded to the book because uh, you know the central character of the book is a really good-hearted person and with an ugly facade. Mm-hmm. And you could say the same thing about Danny. I I wouldn't to his face. You wouldn't. Want I, to say I wouldn't that say that. Um, so I've got a bunch of feedback from, from last week's episode. And it's funny that Ken is here. Ken and I are friends and, uh, and we, I have friends and listen to this. Uh, I, I've also heard from some of you guys who say you want me to cover more news with my guests. This guy, Jeremy giants fan Jay on Twitter said, can you talk more about the comic saga? Another image book. I love that book. book. I'm missing the Jonathan take on comics, movies and Nintendo. I do love this too, but I seriously do love getting Geekscape once a week. I also love the guests. I just miss your take on everything geek. So I got that, and I started talking about the news. Uh, here's a piece of news that involves a friend of ours. Uh, Paul Walker is going to be the hitman, Agent 47. The people putting this movie together, among other producers, but the producer, uh, Adrian Ascar, is a friend of mine, and the executive producer, Daniel Alter, is a friend of mine. And I say that on the, on the, on the show, and I'm like, man, congratulations. We're getting a new hitman movie. They say they're going to do it right. Paul Walker is going to play the hitman. And then I remember some of the asshole geekscapists. Last week, when we were talking... To Seth Gable on the uh, on the phone. Seth Gable was in in our friend uh, Mike, Mike Connors, Connors and Sean movie. Mullen's yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about Sean. I'm talking about Mike. How we went to school with him. Uh-huh. And this jerk, this complete jerk off Geekscape is Frank Sanders. He puts on the on the Facebook wall for the event for the Geekscape taping. He goes, "Hey John, does your back hurt from picking up all those names you're dropping?" You see, this sh- like you 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 can't win with these people. You Some can't. people are like, bring on your friends to talk about their projects, like Ken is. And then if I bring my friends on to talk about their projects, I get nothing but ridicule from the freaking Geekscapists. Mm. I'm not safe. There's nothing safe. Um, let's take a phone call. I think these guys are the, uh, the filmmakers from Austin. Let me let me pick up for them. Um, you want to take this phone call? These guys have a film in South by Southwest. We're going to talk to we them briefly. South by Southwest. Let's do it. Hello, you are on with Geekscape. Hey. Hi. Hey, is this Katie? This is Basil. I okay. have Katie and Matthew on the other line. I'm ready to bring them on. If yeah, you guys let's, are ready. let's do it. Oh, wait, is this Jonathan? This is Jonathan. You are live on the air. Hey. Oh, hi. Let's do it. Hey. I'm bringing them How on you doing, right Basil? now. I was like, I didn't know Basil would be calling, but they have we'll have her. They have, they have people. They have people taking care of their phone calls. Hi, Katie and Andrew. Yes. Yeah, you are on with Jonathan London. Okay, so let hey, me Jonathan. let me set you guys up. I talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the show, but... Uh, Andrew and Katie, they have a movie screening at South by Southwest ne- next month, and it needs your help, Geekscapist, and it is absolutely a Geekscape movie. When the email fell into my inbox from their publicist, I was like, oh, boy, another 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 movie needs Geekscape to show for them. Let's see what it is, because it's probably some art house movie that the Geekscapists are just going to roll their eyes at. I watched this trailer, and I have to tell you guys, I'm not, I'm not buttering you up here. It is literally what I think... From the trailer is the is the most accurate depiction of tabletop role playing games I've ever seen. The movie's called Zero Charisma, and why don't you guys talk about where the movie came from? Go for it, oh, guys. Okay. Yeah. Um, Let me yeah, throw you. We, uh, yeah. We actually we actually came up with this idea a few years ago um, when we were we had just come back from South by. Uh, I was the editor of a documentary called Best Worst Movie. Yes, the Troll Katie Two documentary. 
Have you seen that one, Ken? That's right, yeah. I Kate have read about it, but haven't seen it yet. It's awesome. Yeah, so thank you. Uh, Kate was the GP that was directed by Michael Paul Stevenson, who was the, uh, the child actor in Troll 2, uh, Joshua. And we had come from South by, and we were like, it was our first film festival, and we were like, that was, you know, amazing. And we we had a lot of ideas, and we were like, we've got to make that film. You can go back there. And um, and we actually had settled on, on a different idea to develop. But whenever we would meet to talk about that, we just kept going back to the same character, um, this uh, dungeon master character, who is sort of an amalgam of a lot of other characters. He's the, the archetype of sort of the know-it-all nerd, you know, like the comic book guy from Simpsons. Well, and ha- half like my audience. I've known. Yeah, he's like part the comic book guy from Simpsons. He's part um, some dungeon masters that I've played with, and he's part me as well. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> That's true. We I, just, I can attest to that. <laughs> and, and you guys, I mean, you guys play role playing. You guys play Dungeons and Dragons, right? Like you guys. Uh, Katie, Katie does not. I, I do I, not. I played it. I played it once. Uh-huh. Andrew, I play once, but Andrew has I, played. Yes, I've gotten to play a couple times. Um, I I played from about fifth grade all the way till till college, and then you know stopped playing for a while, and then when I moved to Austin three years ago, there's a there's a great. Uh, game or community in Austin. Yes, I, the, I grew up there. Found people to play with again. I grew up there, and we used to play so, in Dragon's Lair. And does Austin Books still have yes. a table? Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that was the community, and you guys made this movie Zero Charisma about a group of tabletop gamers. The DM is is like kind of OCD. One day, one of their yeah. one of their longest running members. This is what I'm getting from the trailer. It leaves the table and says, I, I can't play with you guys anymore. And the new replacement for that player starts to rock the boat. And, and is that, am, I, am I right or wrong on this one? Yes, that's yeah, no. true. That, that, that's totally. right. And, it, you know, it's sort of about, you know, this main character's insecurities, too. You know, it's, and it's, it's, it's a pretty personal topic, you know, because it's, everybody has insecurities. They want to be the best at what they do. And when someone comes along who is, also good at it, but it shouldn't be, you know, because they're not as, you know, versed in the topic or something. Sure. It can kind of drive you crazy. Or they get the accusation yeah. of being a fake nerd. You know what I mean? You're, you're too popular yeah. to enjoy this. I mean, how? yeah, you're too popular, you're too cool to enjoy what, what I enjoy. And the, the fake nerd name kind of gets thrown around. That's what I liked about the trailer was it seemed to have, you know, you have a lot of RPG tabletop gaming movies, and either they show the fantasy element of it, like they show the tabletop gamers as their alter egos in the fantasy world, and there's jokes there, or they have this clerks-like dialogue banter. What I liked about your movie, beyond the fact that it was really well shot and it looked really good and the acting looked really solid uh, what I liked about it was it had that level that you're talking about that insecurity the heart it, it seemed like it goes to almost some painful places even though it has a lot of comedy to it and that's yeah. that, that's why I said this is the best this is yeah. the best movie about RPGs this is the best movie about D&D <laughs> I mean besides the well, actual yeah, Dungeons I mean, and Dragons you know, movies we didn't we, we, didn't, we kind of treated this while shooting it like it was if it was a drama mm-hmm. you know I mean we, we took it very seriously and you know, obviously, there's jokes and stuff like that. I mean, it is a comedy, but I mean, we wanted we wanted these these nerds to be very realistic. How dare you? That was very, she throws very that important word to us, you know, because we feel like that's kind of even underrepresented in in television and movies, you know. Right. Being accurate nerds. You know what I mean? No, yeah, no. We talk about that on the on the show quite a bit. How uh, Big Bang Theory is blackface for geeks and things like that. Like we we talk yeah. about that stuff. Yeah. And and when it's not sincere, it's it hurts because 
I, where were these assholes when I was getting my head slammed into a locker for carrying an X-Men book in high school? Like, like, who are you to be making millions of dollars yeah. off of my pain? Yeah. And, and so you guys, yeah, know, know. you guys bring in up this movie that represents some of our pain and some of our, you know, our, our tribulations of being yeah. ourselves. And I think from the trailer, you guys have knocked it out of the park. But let's talk about the fact that you guys are literally screening at South by Southwest in a month. I'm going to be we there. Are. Geekscape will be there. And to get you guys screening the way you guys want to screen, you guys are running an Indiegogo campaign to get maybe the color done on your film, get the right sound done in your film, maybe get it scored. What do you guys need from the Geekscapists as far as the Indiegogo campaign? Um, we, we want you guys to uh, visit our Indiegogo site. Just search Indiegogo, Zero Charisma. Uh, Zero movie. Charisma, yeah. That's right, Andrew. Right. Yeah, go, yeah, I mean, go to Indiegogo, search Zero Charisma, watch this trailer. I posted it on Facebook. Watch this trailer. We, we did an article up on the site. Watch this trailer, and you tell me you don't want to give these guys a couple dollars to help them do their sound design and their color. Yeah, every little bit helps. You know, we're just these little indie filmmakers trying to trying to make a movie. I love it's it. Hard. It's hard, man, but it's amazing. It's this an is amazing a process. This is a micro budget movie. You guys shot it in my hometown. You guys shot it about my home culture. Uh, Geekscape is behind you guys. I, we're going to be at, Geek, at South Thank by you. Southwest. We're going to be at South by Southwest in a couple weeks. We'll be covering it. Uh, you guys are screening. We're going to come to the screening. I got to ask you: Are you guys throwing a party or something like that, like a premiere party? Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll invite you. Okay, are there going to be girls there? Um, I, I, well, I'm a girl, so yeah. I'll be there. Just one. Yeah, yeah I, 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 was about to, I was about to say, if there are girls there, you guys lose all credibility with us. There should not be girls there. There shouldn't be girls. There shouldn't be dancing. There shouldn't be beer. It should literally just be the party should be literally a, a big LARP. That's what we should be doing. If you do yeah. not come in cosplay, get the fuck out. What do you think of that? <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be a mountain, mountain Dew and cheese balls. That's yeah. what I like. If you, it, that is what I like. If you don't have cheese ball stains all over your costume when you walk out of the zero charisma, if you have any charisma and you go to this party, get the fuck out. Uh, we will see you guys there. That sounds like a that sounds like a party geekscape can get behind right there. I want them to tell the, the true story behind the, the title, right? Most people don't know. It, it used to be called Zero Dark Charisma. <laughs> <laughs> And you had to change right. it, right? Yeah. Tell that yeah, story. You had to change it. That, Speaking of tortured characters. <laughs> <laughs> and so part of the Indiegogo campaign is going to go to retouch and Photoshop out yeah. the original title of the film, right? The dark part of it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, good. Absolutely. I mean, you know, the producers were pushing for Jessica Chastain for the lead, and we just felt it wasn't very realistic. Yeah. <laughs> She's too hot. Um, Andrew and Katie, we wish you guys the best of luck. Uh, Geekscape is go to Indiegogo, search for Zero Charisma, and throw these guys whatever dollars you have to get this movie done right, because there's all sorts of incentives. You can get a copy of the movie yourself. You can get a credit on the film. Throw some money at these guys. Get the movie finished the way that Andrew and Katie intend for the movie to get finished. And we can't wait to cover it some more next month and running up to the premiere here on Geekscape. We, we're, we're loving it, guys. We wish you the best of luck. Awesome. Thank you, Thank so, you much. so much. Good luck, guys. See you at South by Southwest. We'll see you in Austin. Okay. Thanks, okay, guys. We'll see you there. That is awesome. You spent some time in That's Austin great. working? I did. I shot uh, two seasons of uh, Spike's jail TV show in Austin. <laughs> so I spent about 20 weeks uh, in the Austin 
uh, jail right downtown. Well, I would like to say I spent that time uh, shooting in the jail, too, but no, I, I didn't. Um, let me pause real quick and tell you guys about something that we put together for Valentine's. is going to be next week. You get, we have a special episode coming up next week on Valentine's. My wife is going to be here, and you guys can ask her whatever personal questions you want to, both about her and about me. Uh, but knowing that Valentine's is around the corner, we've set up a special offer for you guys from Toad Hop and Geekscape. These are uh, from our good buddies, and uh, they're at Sherry's Berries. Um, right now, you can get giant, freshly dipped strawberries from Sherry's Berries starting at nineteen ninety nine. That's over a 40% savings. You just have to go to berries.com, click on the microphone, and type in Toad Hop. That's your special code. you got to put it in the coupon code or else you don't get the deal. Um, for our listeners, you can double the berries for just another $10. That's a special deal just for our listeners. And uh, you can also get them by phone. Call 866-FRUIT-02 or even better, visit berries.com, B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com. Click on the microphone in the top right corner and type in Toad Hop. Hurry up, though. Valentine's is next week, and this offer is only good through Friday. All right? Berries.com. Berries.com. That's the kind of stuff i got to think about. i gotta, I got to think about some berries.com, some flowers. And then my wife came to me, and she goes, I really want John Carter on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> my wife said, I want John Carter on Blu-ray. So i got to get her some berries.com. Luckily, i got a little Toad Hop coupon. i got to get her some flowers, and then i probably got to get her some John Carter on Blu-ray. That is, that's what happens in a geek relationship. That's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I have the same thing. We have a, my wife and I, who you know, have uh -huh. a ritual that uh, we go to a, a comic book movie or we rent a comic book movie every Valentine's Day. I think the movie you go to next weekend is you got to go to Die Hard 5. Die Hard 5, okay. That's the one that Laura wants to see. She All wants right. to see the Die Hard yeah. 5, so I'm going to do a little berries.com. Maybe in the movie, be feeding them to it. Now she's I'm not going to want any of that. She's going right to be watching a little. She's going to be watching a little bit of uh, of, of Bruce. Um, so berries.com. That's our little deal. Um, we wanted a little bit of news. What do you think about uh, last weekend? We went to another movie. We went to War see Warm Bodies. Have you seen that? I have not, but I've heard great things about it. It's good. It's good. It's fun. It's I a like romantic comedy. It's kind of a romantic comedy. We're involved in a zombie movie right now. We're putting together this Doc of the Dead thing. We're going to have more news on that pretty soon. Um, and so I went. I was like, okay. I kind of wanted to see Sylvester Stallone in the bullet to the head. That's what I wanted to see. Did you see that? That does not look. No, but. That does not. It does I not think, look like Stallone's finest movie. And my wife was like, absolutely, I can't even look at Stallone. Or like, Walter I can't Hill. look at, I can't physically look at him. And I was like, I want to see, I just kind of want to unplug my brain for two hours. You get that need sometimes where you're just writing or you're being creative, you're trying to put things through. And then you're like, you know what, I, I just want to be dumb. Sometimes I want to go to the theater and see what not to do. And so I really, really went for Bullet in the Head. And my wife was like, absolutely not. So we went to the zombie movie. It's good. Um, it's fun. It's got some snappy stuff. There is a little bit of air in the movie, which is strange because it's like 90 minutes long. But um, there are Shaun some things. Shaun of the Dead in tone, or what's uh, the tone? no, it, it, it's a little, it's a little younger than Shaun. Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead is really smart. This movie is, this movie is clever, but it doesn't have that. It just doesn't have that that heartfelt mm -hmm. nature that that Shaun of the Dead does. It does have some something to say about. A little bit of Romeo and Juliet, us versus them. Who are we inside? What is the meaning of life? Blah blah. blah. Can, we, can we all get along? Is a big theme. But um, there's a little bit of air in the movie where you're like, okay, where is this headed? You know what that's for, right? The air in a movie like that, especially a romantic comedy, mm -hmm. and the teenagers. That's where you're making out. <laughs> oh, you know, that I was. They put the air in that so that you know you can. My my nephew called me last week and he said, you know, he has a date. He's 14 years old. He has a date. He was the inspiration for. 
for Todd. Oh, really? So Eric calls me last week. He says, yeah, I've got, on Valentine's Day, I've got a date. Yeah. We're gonna, I'm going to take her to the movies. I said, oh, you're going to take her to the movies. What are you going to see? Warm, Warm bodies. bodies. Yeah, I think that's the one. So I think that's, uh, you know, their target is going to get these kids on dates Put a little air in it so that yeah. they can make out, and then when they're when they look up the screen finally after five minutes, it's of clicking out, again. Yeah, they haven't missed much. It's funny because during the air scenes, like I was like, okay, this is directionless, a little bit of a montage, it's going too long. And I turn to my wife, she turns to me, I get a little closer, and she goes, "No, what are you doing? Oh. Get away from me." <laughs> Had you known that I'm that just, was... You know. She enjoyed it. It was fun. It's a fun movie. It's just, uh, I think you can rent it unless you're there to make out. All right. We're going to pause for a bit. We're going to play a couple of spots, and we're going to be back with Ken. More news, more reviews here on Geekscape. Thanks for listening. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. It's Valentine's Day without flowers. Get one dozen romantic rainbow roses and a free glass vase from my friends at Pro Flowers for just $19.99. And for Toad Hop listeners, you can double the roses for just $9.99 more. To get this special offer, call 800-PRO-FLOWERS and mention Toad Hop. Or go to proflowers.com, click on the microphone in the top right corner, and type in Toad Hop. That's proflowers.com. To leave your house to shop, to crawl through traffic to the mall, just to find the thing you wanted, isn't even there at all. Amazon.com is the answer. Shop at home and style and ease. Find exactly what you want. Ordering your stuff's a breeze. Books on tape. Games galore. Everything you're looking for. Kindle. Cameras. Electronics. Baby Einstein. Hooked on phonics. Blu-ray. Movies. And TV. Download. Music. MP3. Pixar. Disney. Microphones. Pet supplies and doggy bones. World of Warcraft. Nancy Drew. Sims. The Scruffs. Ishtim too. Click Amazon. You'll smile with glee. Sometimes shipping's even free. What's up, Toadheads? Hey, make sure you check out the Toad Hop store on toadhopnetwork.com. It's a great way to support the network and helps continue to bring you quality programming. Quality programming, my ass. Can you see I'm recording you? Oh! Hey, Toad Hop listeners, this is Freddie Lockhart and Candace Thompson with What's Good, starring Freddie Lockhart and Candace Thompson. And we are a show that knows a little bit about a lot. We talk about hip hop, we talk about other people who can't help themselves, and we talk about all sorts of things music, TV, gossip, you name it, we do it. Be sure to check out our show live every Tuesday, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on the ToadHopNetwork.com. And if you miss it, go back and watch it on ToadHopNetwork.com or download the audio from iTunes. Don't be a jerk. Do it. While you're there, leave a comment and rate the show. It's very important, Candace. They have to leave a comment and rate the show. You know why? Why? Otherwise, we'll be on the bottom. And we like to be on the top, don't we? I know I do. Yeah, girl. Is that hunk of junk you call a car always breaking down and leaving you in the dust? Log on to Dyson-Motors.com and check out Dyson's full inventory online. With hundreds of quality cars in stock of all makes and models, you can find the next car of your dreams in minutes. And know you're getting super low pricing. Purchase a car today from Dyson Motors and receive a year of free oil changes. Bad credit? Worried about financing? Log on and get pre-approved in seconds. Go to Dyson-Motors.com and find your new car today. With Gamefly, choose from over 6,000 titles. Play as long as you want and send them back when you're done. $8.95 to start, no late fees. Gamefly.com. Games delivered. You definitely getting some action when you get your lady giant freshly dipped strawberries from Sherry's Berries for just $19.99. For my sexy listeners, you can double the berries for just $10 more. So call 866-FRUIT-02 or even better, go to berries.com. That's B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com. Click on that microphone in the top right corner and type in Toad Hop.
You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. All right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome back, welcome back. I'm getting texts and things from uh, from people uh, who are who are saying, "I want you to talk about this on the show. I want you to talk about that on the show." Uh, but there's one thing I want to talk about first and foremost because I really am serious about this, guys. Valentine's Day is around the corner, and I think as a geek, we put a lot of extra pressure on ourselves on Valentine's Day. There's like a couple romantic portions of the year where we're like, "Okay, this is my chance to let that girl know how I feel." Number one is the Comic Con masquerade ball on Saturday. You're like, you know what? If I'm going to get that girl, I'm going to get that girl when I'm dressed like a Zelda character. <laughs> or we're dressed like stormtroopers and she can't really see my face. So that's number one. Number two has to be Valentine's Day. And that's where you really want to armor up. You know what I mean? Like, if this is a video game, this is where you're out there grinding, trying to build up your experience, get to the next level so she can find you attractive and you can beat the big boss at the end of the level. Let me tell you how we're going to help you guys out, not only with theberries.com, but we've also got another deal here from Pro Flowers. This is one dozen romantic rainbow roses in a free glass vase from our friends over at Pro Flowers for just $19.99. You order today, it'll get there by Valentine's, guaranteed. For our listeners, double the roses for just $9.99 more. You just need our code, TOADHOP, when you order. Put that in a little coupon window. You guys know how to do it. You get that, that whole special. Um, call 1-800-PRO-FLOWERS, mention TOADHOP, or go to proflowers.com. Click on the microphone at the top right corner and type in TOADHOP. That's how you get the deal. Order today because you know what? Valentine's is right around that corner, and you don't want to find yourself alone again because that was the last 20 years. Trust me. I was there. <laughs> All right? I got this ring now. Achievement unlocked. I'm never going back. All right? I'm going to be super nice to my wife. You'll see now on, the, on next week's episode, the Valentine's Day special. We got uh, my wife on here. We're going to be telling all sorts of personal and stories about that. she's been on before? She's been on a couple times, yeah. She's been on a couple times. Uh, I think she was on when we when we got engaged, and we talked about the story of when I proposed with my Green Lantern ring. <laughs> Come nice. on. You, here's the thing. A lot of people... She's a saint. Oh, God. She is such a saint. She, uh, she did this thing last week, and she goes, Hey, Jonathan, go to bed. And she came into my office. I'm sitting there working away, and she goes, Hey, Jonathan, go to bed. And I was like... I don't have to be in bed for another hour or so because, you know, I like to get a certain amount of, of hours of sleep at night. And she goes, I know, but you're going to come to bed and then you're going to read comics for an hour. Come to bed now, read comics for an hour, go to sleep. And I was like, that's crazy that my wife is working the comic book reading into our sleep patterns. Like, that is a wife who's really learned to become accustomed to the geek lifestyle. That's a saint. She She's a saint. And, you know, the fact that she's not coming to you and saying, come to bed. <laughs> I don't think. It's a little bit disturbing to me. She's like, come to bed and, and read comics. Come to bed and read comics. Weird. You know, she's been watching me play this Nino Kuni role-playing game on the PS3. She likes it. Um, I'll remind you guys, if you're listening to this right now, we have a contest that runs through uh, midnight tomorrow night, and you can win a copy of Dead Space 3. It doesn't matter if you play it on the PS3, the 360, the PC. We're giving away a free copy of Dead Space 3. That's the big game that came out this week. And uh, in order to win, you got to like us on Facebook. You've got to share our Dead Space uh, picture that's pinned to the top of the Facebook page. And then on the Facebook page, under the picture, you've got to leave a comment of the scariest moment you've ever had playing a video game. Because Dead Space 3, I could barely get through Dead Space 1. I was so scared of that game. Um, that's the contest going on. It only goes until midnight Pacific Standard Time tomorrow night. Uh, so you got a couple hours in a day left. So get on it if you want to win Dead Space 3. Um, what's been going on with you in filmmaking? I mean, you're a writer. 
What's been going on? You trying to get one of these new Star Wars spin-off yeah, movies? Yeah, that's right. I've been working hard on that. <laughs> Basically, uh, you know, I've been I've been showing Todd around, saying, you know, if you if you like this book, you you'll want to hire me to write Star Wars. Uh, no, it's uh, it's uh, filmmaking's been going well. I've uh-huh. uh, I've got a few things uh, pending, but sure, you know, imminent. So uh, isn't that the truth of I'll, Hollywood? I will I will be uh, I will be announcing some good news uh, very soon. Yeah, with Geeksy. Yes. With, yeah, I mean, you got an outlet. Yeah. If, it, if, it, if it's geeky, we want it. Absolutely. Um, what do you think about this whole Boba Fett, Han Solo, young Han Solo spinoff movies that, that Disney I, wants to do? I think they should have done that 15 years ago instead of you know, <laughs> what they ended up doing. I mean, I, I really feel like you know that, that direction, uh, mm-hmm. having, having individual standalone stories with, with uh, you know, probably the Favorites, the best characters, uh, is you know is something that should have been done a long time ago. I, I feel like it kind of went off the rails, and hopefully this will get it back on track. Are they doing the? I feel like, and we talk about it on the show, on the site that that they're doing like a reverse Marvel Avengers model because they started with solo movies and they put them all together in the Avengers, and now Disney's like, hey, we right. know how to do this now. We know how to do this. We have Star Wars. Everybody knows what Star Wars is. Why don't we do solo films as well? as an accompaniment to the big tentpole movies like what J.J. was going to do. Um, who are some of the characters you want to see? I mean, obviously, people are saying Boba Fett yeah, and Bo- Han Boba Solo. Boba Fett's number one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Han Solo as a young man, right? Is it- yeah, and, and who could possibly play a young Harrison Ford? Like, we were thinking about that today. Like, who could be Harrison Ford yeah, and have that yeah. same kind of cool and swag? I saw a badly photoshopped Joseph Gordon-Levitt on mm-hmm. Han Solo's body uh, uh-huh. recently. Someone was lobbying for uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, but uh, who ideally you want somebody unknown. I think that's right. the thrill of uh, you know a big tentpole movie is that you're not associating that character with the movie star. Right. Um, so, you know, what they should do is just roll the dice on an unknown. Like a crimson, like, like like you think that of Chris Hemsworth. Nobody really knew who he was before Thor. Exactly, perfect you know? example. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I a great mean, way to discover f- the character. Yeah, find first. yeah, find the person who embodies that character, especially for a character like Boba Fett. It's like, could be anybody. You mm-hmm. know, just just discover somebody. Take a risk. A lot of these studios are so risk averse now. They have to have a movie star that has some kind of a draw, and it's like no. I think Star Wars takes a lot of that pressure off. Yeah, just having yeah, it's Star just, Wars. Yeah, that Star Wars is. Uh, is the draw so you know the fact that's that and that goes back to my point earlier about the other you know the last three Star Wars movies it's like you didn't have to populate it with a million toy stars yeah and toys <laughs> I mean they, they felt like toy opportunities after a while they're like we're going to kill off Darth Maul because we're going to introduce another toy in the next movie and another toy in the next movie with like an eight armed electronic Sith lore and I'm sitting there going man you guys are just introducing toys none of them have any lasting appeal to us Back to the question of Boba Fett, you want to see maybe Han Solo if they can nail that right. casting. Who else do you think deserves? Because I've got a script. Jar Jar <laughs> gets his own movie. I've got a script called The Legend of Lobot. Ooh. And it's how he got his whole giant cell phone in Cloud City around his head, and he goes around. The Legend of Lobot. Yeah, I think someone. I think Lando someone should held have his own. Lando absolutely. Lando should. should have his own. But someone had to hold down the fort when Lando went to rescue Han. 
That's Someone had to hold down maybe, the, the maybe, Bespin Fort. How about, you know, there, there's... Max they're, Rebo and friends, gonna, how they escaped gonna, from the exploding sail barge? Huh? They're going to develop... It's a musical. More, yeah, they're going to develop, develop more media. I think, you know, maybe Lobot needs uh, a musical <laughs> or, or TV show. Get, get, how about a Lobot reality show? <laughs> Lobot, I think, would do a call-in like we do, where he's just like... I, all I know is Gilmore should play... Our, our buddy Brian Gilmore should play an Ugnaught. Um... Speaking of, of this whole Avengers and how it's kind of set up the, the stage for the ability to do spin-off Star Wars movies, uh, we've been writing up on Geekscape.net, our, our buddy Sean, one of our writers, he's been writing about how the JLA movie is really in question based on the quality of what we get this summer and how well it does with The Man of Steel. And we posted right. a story today that they may scrap the movie if Man of Steel doesn't do well because... The script supposedly everybody knows it's not very good. The script that Warner Brothers has for the Justice League uh-huh. is supposedly not a very good script. You, you're smiling. Everybody like, knows. I don't know. Well, like, I that's just, what they're saying. I everybody, like when everyone knows right? something, but no one's read it. I, I, I know a few people who claim to write, re, have read it. They, okay. they've, they've said it's Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman, The Flash, and Green Lantern. And there's cameos by Hawkman, Martian Manhunter, and in and that characters go in and out of the script with no reason. And it's just kind of... I think they made a big mistake when they killed George Miller's JLA movie a few years ago. Right. Like, had they gotten out in front of... Marvel. Oh, in front of Marvel with the team? The one that they were doing during the writer's strike. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they they got cold feet, I think, and pulled the plug on that. But George Miller can do no wrong. Right. uh, That guy was a... As we'll see in the Mad Max movie, yeah. Charlize Theron? Yeah, I, you know, he knows how to cast, too. But I feel like George Miller would have knocked it out of the park, um, you know. And I, I, I think it was a missed opportunity. I don't know. I mean, they won't make the, they won't green light a $250 million, uh, you know, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Flash movie without the right script. So, right. Um, I'm sure, you know, they'll bring in every heavy hitter screenwriter and, uh, you know, they'll get the script in shape before they start filming. We can hope, but then these movies also get made where you're like, "What did you guys green light?" And it's and it's hard as a geek to watch, but you have to understand also from a filmmaking perspective, making a perfect movie can go wrong at any stage of it. You can have a perfect script, you can have a fantastic script, then somewhere along the line, something derails it. You know what I mean? Like an overburdened post process. You know what I mean? A uh, a failed uh, you know, release strategy. You know, at any point, a movie can can come off the rails. The JLA, with so many moving parts, is going to be a really tough one to nail. We all hope as geeks that they invest the time, like you said, into the script and get it right. I think, uh, you know, almost like what happened with The Hobbit, mm-hmm. where, you know, years of development, are they going to make it? Are they not going to make it? It's Guillermo del Toro. No, you know, he can't yeah. do it. Okay, we're going to... Pre- we're going to somehow convince Peter Jackson to come back. Now we're going to shoot it. The three films rather than right. And I think they're going to end up getting Chris Nolan to uh, to do the JLA movie. I think that'd be a good idea to that's have my, that's him my call. have him oversee really whatever they're going to do with the DC properties. You know, he's not. I mean, there are worse people to oversee that right. initiative. Well, and I think that they'll just uh, they'll, they'll make him an offer he can't refuse, and mm-hmm. he'll he'll end up doing it. Now, mark uh, my words. <laughs> mark our words. I mean, Fox went for that with Mark Millar. They they hired him over to oversee their Marvel properties. You know, well, oversee them or just be a consultant on exactly, them. Exactly. Right? Yeah. But I feel like 
you know, what's Marvel's so smart about their directors. I mean, hiring Kenneth Branagh to do Thor, no perfect. one would have thought of it, but when you when they announced it, it was like, oh, brilliant. That's perfect, yeah. You know, the guy who did Henry V uh, in such an epic way, mm-hmm. you know. And even Shane Black him. taking over the Iron Man franchise was like, oh, my God, of course. Right, You yeah. know, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is such a cool Tony Stark-like attitude movie. Of course, it's, it's such an obvious choice. Um Speaking of comic book adaptations, one of my favorite books, if you guys are looking for comic book uh, suggestions, the Luna Brothers are amazing artists. You know that this this book, The Sword, that oh, they put out? I love it. And they just... Uh, yeah, it just they, got optioned by Anchor Bay. Optioned. Yeah. No, not Anchor Bay. Lakeshore. 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 Lakeshore, that's right. I wrote it down wrong. Lakeshore. Yeah. Anchor Bay is a distrib. Yeah. Now, the Luna Brothers are uh, two of my favorite uh, you know, creative talents in comics. Everything mm-hmm. they do, I follow and worship. I mean, mm-hmm. I love Ultra. You know, I read it every year. Girls, girls, girls was crazy. Like a, I've got the giant, you know, hardcover absolute girls. Uh, mm-hmm. It's one of the cornerstones of my collection. Uh, yeah, so the Luna Brothers, they do not work enough. That's the problem. I don't know why. You're they an image guy too now. Now you're in the image family. Why don't you give a phone call? Like, I, find wanna, out what's going I, want, on. I can't. I'm going to As Emerald City. I'm going uh-huh. to Emerald City, City Comic Con the end of the month. I'm hoping that they're going to be there because I want to talk to them about uh, why. Give us not more working. books. Yeah, come on. I mean, even their Spider Woman that they did, the yep. Brian Michael Bendis wrote, mm-hmm. the like six issue Spider Woman miniseries, was good. Uh, out of all their stuff, I think Girls has. This really weird, like Cronenberg meets Stephen King, crazy attitude. And, and I mean, if you're going to suggest a Luna Brothers book, damn, it's hard. I mean, Sword is really a high concept, huge idea, and that might be a good place for some of you guys who like big high concept books. But if you want something that has like a mood or a tone, like something crazy and visceral, and has like a sexual quality to it, like. Girls was crazy. Yeah, girl, girls is the girls is what got me into uh-huh. them, and then I discovered Ultra after that, and then I was on the sword immediately. Uh, you know, and the Spider Woman stuff. Anything they do, anything they touch, uh, turns to gold. But so, you're right. Like, like they don't work enough. They don't. And I was thinking about them today, going, "Oh my god!" When I saw this, I was like, and "Now they're working." The last time, they and they're also stuff? working separately now. Some of oh. some of the stuff they're doing, you know, solo, which is interesting. Um, speaking of current events, have you heard about this uh, vigilante cop going on in Los Angeles? How could you not hear about this? Yes, I did I, hear it, about it makes this. you think. I mean, as a comic book nerd, you think immediately of like the Punisher, right? Or you think of like some vigilante justice. You guys know what's going on here in Los Angeles. There's a cop who, upset with the way that the police department's been run, he has he was fired. He was fired. Right. He was fired from the police department, and now he's going out and literally he has a war against the police department, not just for Los Angeles, but like. But not, any police officer. But and he's targeting not just cops, but their families. So right. He killed the wife. He killed the daughter of and her husband of the person who was defending him in his firing and had failed in in the defense. So he went out and killed the guy's daughter and, and every one of his family members and these police officers who were involved in in his firing are all targets and they all have protective custody around them around their around their homes. Right. It's insane. And there are people who are like, he put out this manifesto. Did you read his manifesto? No. He put out this entire manifesto that is just, here's the thing. It's well written. And the guy is making a case, and it's just not crazy ramblings. And then every now and then the guy will say something like, 
I know this won't end well, and it pains me that I'll never get to see the third Hangover movie. <laughs> That's literally in his what? manifesto. He's writing something, because I mean, he wrote this manifesto to the press, and he's like, in your investigation, investigate these things that happen on these dates involving these people. If you do not investigate them, you're only getting half the story. You're not getting my side of the story. And I'm trying to clear my name and tell you why I'm doing this. And so he wrote this manifesto, and it's in its insanity just because of the, the idea that this guy's waging a war on the L.A. Police Department. But he's writing it, and he's writing it in a way that in, in some parts you're like, okay, this is balanced, but he took it way too far. He, he left the system that is supposed to, the judicial system is supposed to, to, to take care of these things, and he left it. I mean, not only did he leave it, he burned it, and now he's doing war against it. And then every now and then when you're like, man, this guy is he's keeping it together, and then all of a sudden he'll say something like, it pains me that I won't be able to see the third Hangover movie. And you're like, yeah, he's fucking crazy. Shoot him. Right. He's nuts. Yeah. You know? Well, I think I, I think he is nuts. I mean. Uh, Absolutely. I haven't done the research that you have, but he sounds uh, to me like certifiably crazy. And he should turn himself in. I'm sure he's probably listening right now. Yeah. Turn yourself in. If he's not Frank Sanders is, and he's thinking about something along the same lines, or Shane O'Hare in in Alaska, he's thinking about that. He's sharpening a knife right now. What? What? What's the address here? Let's give out the address. (laughs) Ask him to come Come down here. here. Turn himself in. What is this? Ten eighty three Hollywood. Worst case scenario, you can make a a a a pan flute out of uh, Johnny Ice over here's shin bone. (laughs) You you can use my skull as a as a cigarette tray. Just murder us. You just paint the place red. Make make Toad Hop your last stop before you go to prison. <laughs> Toad Hop is the last hop. No, he's got to go death by cop. We were talking about it today. Like this is what geeks do. Like I'm on this this um, this email list with a couple different people in film who are also geeks, and, and we're talking about this, and we're like, this is the Punisher. And somebody was like, uh, yeah, those corrupt cops. And somebody literally on the email chain was like, well, if he's going after bad cops, I guess it's okay. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then I, so I posted a picture of Daredevil, and I was like, the courts decide. Like, you do not go around killing people. And that is why, in well, the, my dream of dreams, any Daredevil movie is also a Punisher movie. That's the movie I want to see. Yeah, Punisher I, and Daredevil. The system works. The system does not work. And I couldn't believe this email came in and was like, well, if they're crooked cops, they may deserve to die. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, Frank Castle? Are you out of your mind? Well, and he's not going after the cops. He's going after also these, you know, family members. It's who insane. Have no idea what the hell's going on. Probably. No, well, but 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 there are heroes among us. Have you heard about Kai? Kai? Yeah, the dude with the with the hatchet who saved those people in in Fresno. No, tell me about that. Oh my god, I mean, we got time for this. Current events. So current events. There was a guy in. He was a hitchhiker. He'd been hanging around in Dogtown in Venice. He was a hitchhiker, and. He'd hitchhiked with this guy, and the guy all of a sudden said, I'm Jesus Christ, and he became a giant racist. He took his truck while this guy is a passenger in it and ran into a city electrical employee in Fresno, pinned him against the truck, got out, and was trying to kill the guy. Two women run across the street to try and stop the altercation. He puts one of them in a chokehold, and Kai sees this whole thing. He's a homeless kid who's hitchhiking. Oh, wait, does he have a hatchet? He has the hatchet. Okay. The hatchet I did guy. See, this is he out of context, but I did him. see a photograph of this guy. Online and it said he like he takes the hatchet. hatchet he goes looking right up behind him with a hatchet. Smash, smash, smash. He took the hatchet and he hit the guy in the head. And then there's there's a six minute YouTube online that you gotta you gotta listen to this All YouTube. Right. There are so many good clips. Um, he's sitting there and he's like, uh, look, look, here here's here's a good one. Um, okay, I'm like I'm like bro, if you're fucking Jesus Christ, I'll be the Antichrist, man. Like fuck that shit. <laughs> 
bro. He, he, he goes, and the guy tried to get in his car so he could run over more people. And he's if like, he started driving that car around again, man. There would have been a hell of a lot of bodies around here. So some people are saying this guy's a hero for yep. stopping this guy who went nuts and started trying to run people hatchet over. Lad. And other people are like, wait, why isn't the guy who attacked another human being with a hatchet under arrest? That is a question we can post to you, Geekscape, as you guys talk about it. I mean, the show is only an hour long. Getting phone calls, like, that's an impossibility. Uh, Johnny, you got to do something. I'm getting emails about these kids being like, we need more Geekscape. I don't know what to do. Current events. Can't we, we bring the guests. hatchet guy in here? I would love to have Kai How in do we here. Get the, if the publicist for the hatchet guy is listening. Because the thing is, like, like you, you would think Kai, I mean, he sounds sensible. He's kind of like a, like a he chasing Mavericks, kind of, hey, hula kind of guy. And then he says something like this, and he gets interviewed. Went straight out of Dogtown. He's straight out of Dogtown. Skateboarding, surfing it up. Before I say anything else, I want to say no matter what you've done, you deserve respect. Even if you make mistakes, you're lovable. And it doesn't matter your look skills or age or size or anything, you're worthwhile. Look, no one could ever take that age, away from you. Size, anything, nothing matters. Every now and then, a little nugget of goodness comes out of this dude's mouth. It's insane. I, I think he is a hero. In fact, uh, you know, I think the mayor should give him the key to the city. <laughs> right? It's the only key he's got. I mean, this dude is. Um, <laughs> I, I, as much as I make fun of our audience, Geekscapers, you got to understand. I love some of you. Uh, last week we played this music from this guy Charlie, who it turns out he was in London, the 8-bit the eight chiptunes artist that we played on the show. He sent us a, in some of his music. And he had a song that he sent us called Queen of Hearts, and it was not the Juice Newton song. Ooh, that's, a, that's a classic. It was not the Juice Newton song. Yeah. And I played it, and I was like, wait, this isn't the Juice Newton song. So he emailed me, and he goes, Jonathan, I heard the show. Thank you for playing my music. Sorry it wasn't the Juice Newton song. I did a cover of the Juice Newton song for you. This is what he did. He sent this in. I don't like it already. That's the Juice Newton song. Yeah. Little Fucker Avalon. Yeah, it's yeah. the Juice Newton song with all the great stuff sucked out <laughs> of it. Without Juice Newton. Yeah. <laughs> but... He sent me Juice Newton's Queen of Hearts. It's kind of awesome that the Geekscapers took it that seriously. It was like, hey, thanks for playing my music. Here is a cover of Juice Newton's Queen of Hearts. Playing with the Queen of Hearts. That's the song right there. He nailed it as far as 8-bit chiptunes is, is concerned. Yeah, I need a, I need some Quaaludes to listen to this and hear Juice. That's what we were talking about last week. We're like, who listens to chiptunes music? But people do it. Like 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 geeks will go to places. Pe geeks will go to places and they'll dance to to chip tunes. I think this is cool. I think it's cool, Charlie, that you thought about us enough to cover Juice Newton's Queen of Hearts, which is like vague as heck. Nice work. It's pretty funny. All right. So tell us, issue two of Todd comes out Wednesday. Issue two comes out Wednesday, and the then 13th. the second printing of issue one comes out on the twentieth. Which is the week after. Wednesday no, following. wait, wait a minute. So you're yeah, telling me yeah. I gotta buy a comic book, mm. then I gotta wait, an wait another week if I missed the first printing to find out how it all began? They, they, they exist on their own, too. So, yes, it is a continued storyline, Candy with Strangers, but if you read issue two, if you, issue two actually you know, stands on its own, and I think you could read issue one a week later and, and be just as satisfied. Oh, that's how he got to jail. So what's in what's in uh, what's on what's the plan for issue three? What happens in issue three? Issue Does he escape three, from jail? Issue three. Uh, 
is issue three really is where all the storylines uh, sort of start to come together. You understand, you know, Todd, his parents, Todd's mom and dad have their own storyline, uh, separate storylines, and uh, and all three of those storylines start to gel uh, in issue three, and you, and you get issue a hint four is of the where big. issue four uh, could possibly go. If these issues continue to sell out, what happens there? Do you have... Five or we, we six have, or seven? Yeah, so we have uh, five, six, seven, eight, nine ready. Uh, ready, meaning we have the story uh, plotted out. So, yeah, we're probably, you know, our goal is uh, for this to be successful and to wait about five months and then come out with another mini, but to continue. Once the trade's out, yeah. Right, the trade will come out in July. Uh, but then in October, November, come out with another mini that uh, continues the numbering. So it's not going to start with this, you know, right. number one again. When you put it in bags continue. and boards, and you're, you won't be like, wait, where, where, which one yeah. came first? So uh, that's, you know, that's the plan right now, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we'll be, we'll be able to do that. Show yeah. me the toy, real quick. Yeah. So this is an uh, action figure, the great Steve Judd, uh, the great artist Steve Judd. Like him on on Facebook. Uh, he made this toy. He made this prototype uh, Todd action figure for us, and uh, so if you if you sell enough books, this might be right around the corner. That's right. Well, right. Geekscapers, go out there and get it. Todd, the ugliest kid on earth. You'll be finding the second issue next week in stores. After that, you get the first issue if you missed it already. And in July, you're gonna get the trade paperback of the first four issues. Ken, thanks well for coming. Said. Where Jonathan, can we follow you? you? You can follow us uh, on Twitter, Todd the, at Todd the Ugliest, or at Ken Christensen, or on Facebook, like Todd the Ugliest on Facebook. We're Geekscape.net. You can go there and get it daily news and reviews. Also, we're on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Search for Geekscape. Become our friends. I'm at Jonathan Leonard on Twitter. Thank you guys so much. Enter our Dead Space 3 contest. And for Toad Hop Network, good night. Good night. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching.